You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. I'm Anthony Kastrovin. I am joined by Jason Beck and uh, the Tigers Beck. We had our Sky is Falling podcast last week. And then, sure enough, since then, they've won five straight, gone from gloom and doom and Brad Ausmus on the hot seat to uh, right back in it in the AL Central. Uh, what are your thoughts on the way the last week has unfolded? No, it's funny what a couple of quality starts and the you know, offense picking it up will, will do as far as making a difference in the team sport. Uh, I think you kind of saw some of the balance come back into the lineup. Uh, you know, Victor Martinez, even though he wasn't exactly hitting bad, he really kind of had an upswing last week. Justin Upton started to show signs of the hitter. The Tigers felt like they were signing. And uh, even Miguel Cabrera with that two-homer game, four-hit game, for that matter, uh, really kind of busted out. And it kind of reminds me that for all the emphasis on the pitching you know, with this rotation, you know, obviously with the bullpen, it, uh, it's still a team that can flirt uh, its way to victory. That's definitely true. Uh, Upton, I believe last week we spoke about the possibility of him moving down in the order, and he did just that, moved to the number five spot, and then he delivered in that spot, and he delivered a big home run on Saturday. What is it about, you know, I, I know this stuff is, is, is sometimes overblown, uh, you know, batting order position, but sometimes it really does lead to tangible changes in, in the numbers. What is it about that spot that, that suits him best right now? Well, I mean, even Brad Austinus, when he made the move, said it was basically a shot in the dark to try to do something different, see if it makes, uh, you know, makes any sort of difference. Um, so, I mean, is it a placebo effect, or, you know, is there something to it? I don't know. I, you know. This is the same manager who had his team do a study on the percentage of uh, fastballs, percentage of strikes being with hitters getting in front of Miguel Cabrera compared to another spot. That's like 400 years ago. And there was a noted upswing in uh, how many fastballs on the strikes you saw in front of Cabrera. It just didn't seem to have a difference with, uh, with Upton. Maybe it was the pressure. Maybe it was the fact that Cabrera himself got off to a slow start, so there really wasn't as much of a incentive to throw strikes to Upton. You kind of uh, give yourself a little bit more leeway to make him chase. But uh, moving further down, it seems like he's got a little bit more balance there. And ironically enough, the way Nick Castellanos is hitting, he's, you know, in an odd way, he's got a more formidable hitter statistically so far than behind him. Um, what were your thoughts on uh, Michael Fulmer's first start? Uh, two runs allowed, seven hits, four strikeouts in five innings, gets the win over the Twins. Um, as of as of this recording, we don't know uh, what the future holds as far as his next start, but uh, what was the takeaway from that uh, debut? Well, I mean, that's a wipeout slider, and I was wondering how big league hitters were going to react to it, but as much as a fastball and the velocity impresses you, I, I think it's a slider that really stood out to me he could throw it in situations where you would figure a hitter would have a pretty strong suspicion that it's coming, and they would still swing and get And I think that makes a huge difference for a kid like that, and for him to be able to command that and his last start, his first and third start, you know, I felt like it's been He had trouble second third time through the order. You know, they, they were uh, right on the verge of busting out against him when, when uh, Brad Austin got him out justifiably, but... Uh, 
all in all, for a first season spot, I, I thought it was very good. And I think it, I think it warrants giving him another look uh, this Thursday in Cleveland, but we'll see what happens. Well, Fulmer can only hope uh, to, to one day have a stretch the way Jordan Zimmerman has pitched out the shoot uh, so far this season. Zimmerman is the sixth pitcher to finish April with five or more wins, zero losses, and a sub 1.0 ERA. He joins Fernando Valenzuela, Zach Greinke, Ubaldo Jimenez, Randy Johnson, and Cliff Lee in that category. And that 0.55 ERA is the third best mark in April in Tigers history. Uh, the only two guys with better April marks were Bernie Boland and John Hiller. We've, we've mentioned those names a lot on this podcast. Back, uh, Bernie Boland is, is a popular podcast figure, but um, I don't even know if I have a question for you about Zimmerman other than just to say wow. But uh, what have you thought? Uh, is, is there something that he is there some pitch or, or something that he's taken to another level to have this kind of a start? The only thing I can come up with is just you know, the way he mixes his pitches and yet still attacks guys. You know, the ability to throw first pitch strikes with so many different pitches like he does makes such a huge difference. I think, you know, whether it's April or June or you know, September or October, and I think it keeps guys on their toes. And I think what happens sometimes is hitters get so obsessed with not falling behind women because he has to swipe out stuff if you let him get ahead that they go after that first pitch. And if you don't know what that first pitch is going to be, you're in trouble. It's, yeah. it's really kind of it's excessive speeding off itself in all those field guys. And like and I guess last year the way Shane Reed started out, you kinda hesitate to make too much out of it. You can wait for kind of the downfit to come. But given how just utterly consistent Jordan Jimmy's been over his career by and large, and especially since he came back from surgery a few years ago, I think it's he might have a really special season in the making. Probably not at this rate, but at the type of season to get to an all-star spot, maybe get to some Cy Young votes. Um, it sounds like James McCann uh, coming back for the series against the Indians back. Yeah, I don't think he wants to miss out on, on the city of Cleveland and uh, division rivalry, <laughs> so... Uh, yeah, I think he likes to do a few things for there. Not, I actually have no idea about that, but but uh, I think if he tried him, he would. So I, I do think he's coming back. They gave him a couple extra games over the weekend, which I thought made a lot of sense. Um, and yeah, I think uh, you know, he should be back by uh, all indications. I, I think the biggest question now is as to when and you know, how often he'll be playing and how Jerry Tilton and Mafia continue to hit, even if not for high average, at least for high production. Well, they're certainly expecting one back in Cleveland because I did a, a network hit from the from Progressive Field on Monday afternoon, and uh, James McCann's name was displayed on the scoreboard. So they were, they were gearing up for him back. Uh, and the Tigers, of course, gearing up to hope to have Cameron Maben back uh, at some point before long. What's the latest on I know he's had a couple setbacks in his recovery. What's the latest on on that recovery and, and the chances of him getting back here before long? Well, I think it's going to be a little bit still. I think uh, the shoulder aggravation is a little bit more significant than uh, the, the taking a hit by pitch off the wrist. Yeah. Because it was, it was an injury that he had had previously and had delayed his throwing program in spring training, the shoulder injury did. And so 
have that bother him again, even though, hey, if you deserve no hitter with that guy's catch, at least. But, um, yeah, it's, they want to give him some outfield time down there to make sure he's back to throwing shape so that hitters aren't running at him in every opportunity. And also so that he doesn't do something worse and try to uncork a, a third or third base. So, yeah, I think there's going to have to be a little bit of patience there. It puts the Tigers in a little tricky position because right now they really don't have that true backup for Anthony Gibbs. Uh, you know, Tyler Collins being sent down kind of uh, took that role out. So I think it's pretty kind of a show it would be Andrew Romine or maybe Michael Velas in the clinch. But right now, Anthony Ghost is a uh, everyday center fielder, and so maybe he gets back, and then you try to figure out how you're going to share the playing time with him. All right, that's the latest from Jason Beck. I want to thank him, as always, for joining us, and thank you, as always, for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Detroit Tigers edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.